Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. And yes, I'm back with my friend, the whiteboard. Miss you, old pal. It is August 19th, Friday, August 19th, and this is your daily financial news. First thing I must mention is I have gotten confirmation that tomorrow, Saturday, August 20th, we will once again do a deep dive. What we are going to be doing tomorrow, and I will be sending out a Zoom link to the private Facebook group and via Teachable, is a deep dive with PropStream. Who is PropStream? PropStream has been on my channel a couple of times, uh, probably, what, six, eight, nine months ago, I believe. They have a playlist called Big Data or something like that. Anyways, the event that I was at uh, over last weekend, PropStream was an answer for a lot of people, right? As you know, I believe we are having a housing crash in transactions. You know that I'm doing some direct marketing. So I asked the team at PropStream if they could give me some time on Saturday which they graciously agreed to. So what would you see this Saturday if you're one of my students? We're gonna be able to understand how you take all of this data that's out there by real estate and do something with it. For me, high equity, duplexes through quads. For some of you, pre-foreclosures. For some of you, I don't know. I don't know what it's gonna be, but I thought PropStream could come on and show you how you could, you could, if you want, direct market to your buy box or maybe how you could understand your buy box better. So I'm really happy to see that. I haven't done the Zoom link yet. I just got to the office, but that will come out shortly. I will put it in the Facebook group in the next half hour. Uh, I will send it out on Teachable probably in the next half hour as well. But prop stream or using information to market to sellers is going to be very, very valuable. It's part of creative financing. It's part of my 50, 40, 10. There's just lots of strategies that you can do from that. So shout out uh, Burton, who's gonna be coming on from PropStream tomorrow. And again, as always, it's okay. If you can't afford the course, I understand. We will give it to you for free on YouTube Sunday morning. So hopefully you enjoy that. Next up, let's talk about housing depression and actually give you some numbers. So again, I believe, and I'm calling the housing market in a depression, I am calling the economy in a recession. Why am I delineating that? Well, if you are in the housing industry, as an individual or a company, you need to act like you are in a depression. I would argue that if your business or transaction flow or pipeline or whatever you want to call it crashes 30, 40, or 50%, that is a depression. 15% of US GDP is housing market related. That will pull 
the economy into a second half recession, in my opinion. You can look no further than Compass. Compass is a company that went public, I believe, via a SPAC, but I'm not positive. I think they did. Uh, They just came out and said, we are preparing for a 25% decline. If they were watching my channel, they could have started that six months ago and been prepared for what is coming instead of naive to what is coming. Compass is now preparing for a 25% downturn. Folks, they've already lost $1.7 billion. They lost $100 million in the last quarter. That means they lost $1.6 billion in the best housing market ever. Compass, you need to take a machete to your business model. It is inflated. It is broken. And you are going to lose money. You, your CEO is too far behind the curve. 25% whack of your overhead is not enough. You were not profitable in the best housing market ever. Fix it or you're going to zero. So some numbers. Again, if you're in housing, it's going to feel like a depression. If your paycheck, your W-2, your 1099, however you're compensated, is on housing transactions, you are in trouble. I don't care if you sell new homes. New home sales down 17.4% already. Existing home sales down 20.2% year on year already. Housing starts. If you are in the roofing and uh, you know framing and electrical and plumbing and construction, Housing starts down 8.1% already. Single family housing starts, right? Housing starts everything. Single family housing starts down 18.5%. Mortgage applications down 18.4%. Folks, the housing market is in a depression. I'm starting to see some people brave enough to say housing is in a recession. Folks, they're late. We have been talking about this for a while. It is bad out there. Again, it's not bleeding over to price, certainly not as much as some people have called for or wanted. Housing is far stickier. More on prices in a minute, because as you know, I do not see median home price year on year falling this year, but let's talk about 2023, because there's three things I'm watching before I can call 2023, and I will give you those near the end. So again, new home sales down 17, existing down 20, home starts down eight, single family starts down 18, and mortgage apps down 18. It's a complete disaster if you're in the housing business, right? Hopefully you have multiple income streams or you've done something to diversify, build your Rolodex, all of those things. Transactions don't stop but they can get cut in half. And I think we are experiencing that now. Again, Compass, your leader, your CEO, he's not being aggressive enough. If they're preparing for a 25% downturn now, A, you're late, and B, you're not doing it enough. Uh, We'll talk about this one last, what to watch. Let's do earnings. Got a bunch of earnings to talk about. First and foremost, General Motors has reinstated their quarterly dividend. 
and announced or increased their buyback to $5 billion. Uh, Deere, John Deere, missed earnings. So when I talk about top and bottom or revenue and earnings real quick, top line is called revenue. In Deere's case, how many tractors did they sell? Bottom line or earnings is how profitable was it to sell a tractor? So Deere hit revenue, missed earnings. Uh, and they cut full-year guidance. We are starting to hear more and more companies cut full-year guidance. Foot Locker beat top line, beat bottom line. People are still buying their shoes, and they announced a new CEO. Bed, Bath, and Beyond, how that rug pull feel, folks? It looks like the, uh, I don't know, this guy Ryan Cohen who ran you up, rug pulled you, and got out. Uh, I guess I would guess that stock's down big today. Ross stores missed on revenue, so missed top line. They didn't sell enough clothing or whatever they sell. Yeah, clothes. But they beat earnings, means they made profit. But again, they lowered guidance. Applied materials beat top line, beat bottom line, and they gave good guidance, kind of a triple beat, if you will. Micro strategies. We talked about Michael Saylor months ago. When he's going to get fired, he was uh, graciously removed from being CEO. I'm curious, will the new MicroStrategy CEO sell their Bitcoin? I don't know if you guys saw it, but there was a crypto crash overnight. Bitcoin was over 25. Now it's at 22 and change. I wonder when the new CEO of MicroStrategy says enough's enough. It's uh, too hard to run a software company and be a Bitcoin ETF. They have to make a choice. And then Home Depot just announced a $15 billion stock buyback. Other things that I'm watching today, the 10-year note. Folks, we are gonna have to watch the 10-year note again, unfortunately. It is up to 2.96. It is knocking on the door of 3%. Remember six weeks ago, it peaked, or maybe eight weeks ago, it peaked at 3.49, which brought 30 in mortgages over 6%. We're going to have to be watching that. The five-year is already over 3% at 3.09. The 210 inversion, it is still inverted. It's inverted about 30 basis points. Uh, I think peak inversion this cycle was 46. Uh, so again, it's off the peak, but still inverted. Uh, we got some, I think these are Zillow, Zillow numbers. It looks like 30 of the 50 largest metros in the country had month-on-month -month price drops. Not to be um, unexpected, again, month-on-month -month has seasonality. And as we exit the summer, uh, seasonality kicks in. I will say 30 of 50 is probably bigger than normal. So again, month-on-month -month is my least favorite metric. However, I look for divergence, meaning off-trend, right? Like, ooh, usually it's not 30 of 50, it's 15 of 50. Interesting. Watch that. Also, some of these numbers were interesting. San Jose, California, where I live, down 4.5%. You got to remember, where I live, I don't know what San Jose median is. It's probably like $1.3 million. 1.3, let's call it 5%. That's 65 grand. 
That's a that's a healthy drop in one month. Phoenix down 2.8, San Francisco down 2.8, San Francisco second month in a row. Austin down 2.7 and Sacramento down 2.5. Second thing I look for month on month is do we have a collection of facts? One thing I think is very clear, high tech areas. High tech Bay Area, San Jose, uh, Austin, San Francisco. I'm telling you, and I've been telling you this for a little while now, that the high tech, this work from home, all of this, and then you you take out RSUs or options or stock wealth, the market stops. I've shared with you my experience during the dot-com bubble, the Great Recession, all of those areas. High tech areas. It takes a lot to say, hey, I'm going to move $400,000 of cash or RSUs into a house. People get scared. They pull back. This makes perfect sense. So the first thing you see in month on month is, I think, high-tech areas in trouble. Number two, I think if your market's dominated by iBuyers, trouble. Phoenix and Sacramento uh, Phoenix, Sacramento, and Vegas, I think, was number six. Again, iBuyers. And then Zoom towns. I think Zoom towns like Boise. There's going to be uh, some come up this year. Again, though, I do not see year-on-year negative this year. That hasn't changed. I think, I don't remember what it was yesterday, like 10.7%. I do not see a negative year-on-year in 2022. But what am I watching for 2023? Because I have given no one my opinion about 2023 other than saying, hey, I think real estate collectively for five years is flat. I'm not a housing bull. I'm certainly not a housing bear. But what am I watching to get clarity on 2023? There are three things. Days on market. Days on market was surprisingly sticky in yesterday's numbers. I did not see that coming. If you do not remember, a month ago, days on market hit a record low of 14. To me, that was like the blow-off top rally. It was kind of put in a bottom. We'll, we'll get better from there. And let's be clear, better days on market means a bigger number. It means the market is slowing down. Well, folks, we hit 14 again. I did not see that coming. So what we need to watch is days on market. And please, please, please watch days on market in your buy box. This is important. Is is inventory sitting? The inventory that sits for two weeks, is it getting withdrawn, canceled? Is it going into contract? Is it getting a price drop? Clearly, the 14-day mark is important. Watch it. I think one of three things is happening. Somebody lists a home. It goes real fast. It was priced right. Number two, they list it. Nothing happens. It gets withdrawn. Or three, they list it and there's a price drop. 14 days is a magic number. So we need to watch that. I will be watching that. Number two, inventory. Inventory for the novice real estate watcher, real estate YouTuber, 
it is very easy to draw a graph where inventory just keeps on racing higher, right? We came off the bottom, we're at 1.2, now we're at 1.26, and we're at 1.29 or 1.32, whatever it is. Lots of them are just assuming it's algorithmic and it's just going to keep going up and up and up and we'll be at 2 million and 3 million and 4 million like we were last time. In the last crash, which a lot of these channels are calling, inventory got to 4 million. For that, <clears throat> that many, 4 million active listings. I do not think we get anywhere close to 4 million. I sit here today afraid, fearful, concerned that inventory never, never gets above 1.5 million this year. Right, we need to get back to at least 2 million to hope have a balanced market. I sit here today concerned that we not only won't see 1.5, this is a course for the country, your market may be different, your buy box may be different. My big fear is not only do we not hit 1.5 million collectively this year, I'm afraid that we hit peak inventory yesterday or the next report. I'm not sure if August will be slightly up or down. Why do I say that? Well, folks, if you're looking at the data, one thing you will notice very different in your MLS today versus, say, six months ago is what? For most of you, home builders, new construction was not in the MLS six months ago. And if it was, it was one listing for an entire community. Now, home builders are so eager to market everywhere, they are listing every home in their community. So we are getting some inflated housing inventory from builders. Second, is that a problem? Well, only if you don't know the data and you say, hey, we went up 20% in a week, we're gonna go up 20% again. Well, no, buddy check your data, that was a one-time load of new construction. These, these folks don't understand how to read detailed data. Second, what are we talking about earlier? Housing depression. Home builders are going to stop or slow way down. So as they sell this inventory, it comes out of the MLS and nothing goes back in. So again, my fear is we saw an artificial bump. We're gonna see some of that withdrawn and it's not gonna be replaced with new build inventory. Second, <clears throat> inventory. Again, July 20th, that was the day the market changed. We talked about that, I warned you two months ago. We had a lot of sellers, fear of missing out, come into the market. I believe in August, which is now a month, it's almost a month to the date. I guess tomorrow's the 20th. A lot of sellers are gonna give up. Nobody showed up, crickets. We did a price drop, nothing happened. They're gonna take their houses off the market and stay put or rent. So I think we have to track cancellations, withdrawals, and expires.
because I do not think inventory is going to get above 1.5. And let me be clear. I hope it does. I want inventory to get to a normal market, which is about 2 million. I just don't see it this year. And then finally, the last thing I'm watching is the 30-year mortgage. The 30-year mortgage. We have learned that when mortgage, the 30-year mortgage gets over 6%, the housing market really slows down. If the 30-year mortgage gets over 7 or my goodness, touches 8, done. Transactions completely fall apart. If mortgage rates stay between, say, five and a half and, say, six and an eighth, I think we, we, we kind of know how to handle that. That's the kind of market we're in now. If we get a Fed pivot or a Fed softening and rates go under five, <coughs> I think the housing market does okay. And again, when I say okay, I mean transactions. I think prices are essentially flat for the next five years. I am not a housing bull or a housing bear. So these are the things that I am watching. I am not calling anything about 2023 yet. I'm sticking with my 2022 year on year, um, no negative for the nation. I think Boise, I think San Francisco might be close individually by the end of the year. We shall see. So that's what I got for you again. Remember, we got this great deep dive coming to you tomorrow from PropStream. Finding deals is hard. I will show you how I'm using them. We will show you how you can use them for creative financing. My students have talked about wanting to do some postcards and whatnot. So I got the team on PropStream to agree to give me 90 minutes of their Saturday. So I'm going to go set up that Zoom call right now. I want you to have a wonderful day. It is Friday, August 19th. Enjoy your Friday. If I don't talk to you again, have a great weekend. Bye-bye.